Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. All right, 49ers fans, welcome to the bye week. It's a little bit of a different feel the entire week. Not preparing for an upcoming opponent. We say that as fans, but man, imagine being the 49ers. This is, it could not come at a better time. Of the 11 weeks so far, if if you had to pick what your bye week was going to be as a Niners fan, it would definitely be this week. If it would have been 4-5-6, week 4-5-6, something like that, things were constantly looking down, 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 and you don't want to mull over with that. Those are long weeks whenever you don't really have much to look forward to. But, you know, we got our lone win last week against the Giants, and we have a division rival at home, Seattle, that we get to prepare for for an extra week. So that's great. So what I was hoping to do this week is to get very, 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 very in-depth. So we are going to go over all of the salary cap and contracts of our present team, what that looks like for our 2018 cap, how much money we're going to have to spend in free agency, and some possible players that we need to extend or some players we need to cut. So this is going to be the ultimate nerd 49er podcast week. So if you are just one of those people that's just like, nope, don't care about this. I'm just letting you know right now it's going to be rough. But if you're like me and you dive into these numbers and you can kind of project and see what our focus is going to be for the offseason and where we're kind of looking to go, uh, this is the podcast for you because it's going to be pretty nerdy. You're going to hear lots of numbers today. So just kind of stay tuned. So we're going to go through a whole bunch of different cap things, dead money in 2008, um, extensions, things like that. So just stay with it. If you have any questions, obviously hit me up on Twitter. If you think there's a certain free agent that we're not targeting in this podcast, go ahead and let me know. JL underscore Chapman. That's JL underscore C-H-A-P. M-A-N. Now, there's a lot of people that I withheld from this if they were basically rookies going into their fifth year because with that, uh, each team has the option to extend them for a fifth year. So I didn't include a lot of those if I thought they were going to be resigned. Um, now, most of this comes to you from Spotrac, S-P-O-T-R-A-C.com. It is an absolutely astonishing website that gets into the nuts and bolts of all the contracts, what happens if you cut them before the 6-1 deadline, trade after, all this kind of stuff. So um, it's a pretty heavy interface. It takes some time to get used to, but the wealth of knowledge there is just unreal. So here we go, Niners. Let's jump into 2018 and kind of what this looks like. Now, as of right now, our projected cap, there's a couple different numbers out there, but I'm going to tell you why this is the number I'm using. It's $117.8 million. Now, obviously, that's a gigantic number. And just to put things into perspective, as of right now, we have the highest amount of cap space for 2018. And besides the Cleveland Browns, who are right behind us by about 300,000, they're at 117.5 million. The next place, third place, is the Colts with 87. So you're talking 
$30 million over third place, which is ridiculous. Almost 25% more. Now, the rest of our division, we get a rollover a lot. So we get a rollover $64 million from 2017, and we get to put all of that into 2018. And all the teams kind of do that. Um, us and the Browns are kind of the ones that are known for that. But the rest of the division, just to kind of put things in perspective, remember we're at 117. The Rams have the 10th most with 44 million. The Cards have the 20, 20th most with 17 million. And the Seahawks are at 23rd with only 9 million. So if you add up our entire division, we still have twice, <laughs> almost twice, what all three of those teams have combined. So there's a lot of money that's out there to be spent. Now, we do have some negative dead money contracts going into 2018. So what dead money means, these are players that are no longer on our roster, but we still have to pay next year. Probably the most famous contract this year was the Brock Osweiler deal. Whenever Cleveland traded for Osweiler's contract and then cut him. And so Cleveland paid him a ridiculous amount of money this year, but they got that pick. So these, this is the type of situation. So we are slated to pay what well, we have to pay. Torrey Smith gets $5 million from us next year. That hurts really, really bad. Uh, Navarro Bowman, 4.7. Anton Bethay, 4.4. Vance McDonald, even though we traded him, because we traded him after the 6-1 deadline, we still have to carry about 80% of his 2018 salary. So yes, we did trade him, and yes, that gives us some cap relief in 2019, but it does not in 2018. And this is the biggest... I cannot believe Trent Balky extended this guy. It was absolutely ridiculous, but that's okay. So that's $4.2 million we're paying on him. And Brian Hoyer, we still have to pay $2 million. Even though we released him and he re-signed, it's still $2 million that we owe him. There, So that's a lot of dead money, but luckily we have the room for it in 2018. Now, there's no way we're going to spend all that money. It's not really the way teams operate because usually you backload your contracts. And this front office is fun because they've done some interesting things financially in these contracts. If you look at Pereg, who's kind of our guy that's in charge of all the personnel and contract situations and salary cap stuff, he's very creative and definitely one of the forefront thinkers of this. If you go back and read Peter King's, uh, Peter King's Monday morning quarterback thing where he sat in the draft room with the 49ers. He goes through this detailed account how every single time um, John Lynch wanted to make a trade, he turned to Parade and say, hey, what slot, how much money will this slot cost us this year, next year, so on and so forth. And he just had the numbers just right there. Uh, absolute genius and so glad he's part of our team. Now, Let's look at the guys that are now on our contract, that are on our team, and will be the biggest capped hits against 2018. And the crazy thing is, we don't have one player making over $10 million. What, which is saying a lot, because if you look at kind of the top salaries in the entire NFL, like you have, let me see here, let me scroll down and look at this. As of right now, there are 92 players in the NFL making over $10 million per year. We don't have one. And so that's a good thing, a bad thing, I don't know. But it gives us a lot of leeway. So we are definitely, you can see why we don't have the superstar contracts that other teams have. Again, 92 players in the NFL are making over $10 million a year. We do not have one of those. So 
Our highest paid player is Pierre Garçon with $9.3 million. Then we got Ward, who is going to be going into his fifth-year option. So because he's a first-round pick, this only works for first-round picks, every rookie gets a four-year deal. And depending on where they are drafted, they are slotted into that spot, and that determines their first four years' pay. Now, if they're a first-round pick, what happens next is you can do a fifth-year option, which comes at about 80% of the top five of that position. So if we use our fifth-year option on um, Ward, he's going to be making about $8.5 million um, per year, which is a lot. Now, I want to pick up Ward's option, and I think that we should, but I do not want to do that at free safety. I would like to see how this plays out with Adrian Colbert at free safety, who's played wonderful. He's already um, out just in his one game. He has already had a better uh, PFF grade than Ward had all year. And so I want to see how this works. And if it does not work, I want to move Ward back to corner and then draft a free safety. Now, our third player that's most expensive is Joe Staley at 7.7. That's not going anywhere. We need him to stick around. Solomon Thomas, 6.3. Again, this just shows you Solomon Thomas is making $6.3 million next year, and DeForest Buckner is making $4.9 million. And that just shows you the way that the, the draft slots are weighted the lower you go, right? So Solomon Thomas picked third. DeForest Buckner went seventh off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Um... And then our last contract, which is probably my least favorite, and that's Kyle Juszczyk, $4.5 million. Uh, that contract needs to go away. He has been one of the worst performers of the entire 49ers team. He's made some great blocks, but three lost fumbles, um, lots of injury issues. This is a contract that I, I don't think we want to keep. Now, and that leads us straight into the worst contracts slash cuts. I want to cut Kyle Juszczyk and move that money straight to Carlos Hyde. So this is a little bit of a bridge talk right here because Carlos Hyde is a free agent next year. Now, just to give you perspective, right off the bat, Carlos Hyde, if we re-sign him, which I think we're at about a 75% re-sign percentage, like I, I think those are kind of the odds that we will retain him. I really hope we do. He's very, very young. He's been very effective in this offense. Both the coach and John Lynch have talked about his leadership and how he's just a perfect pro. Now, Lamar Miller is paid the fourth most in the NFL at the running back position. He makes $6.5 million a year. So I think that we could extend him very close to that, which basically you could swap out, get rid of Kyle Juszczyk, shift all of that money and a little bit more Carlos Hyde, and our backfield is set for four to five years. Because not only do we have Carlos Hyde, we have Matt Breida. He's still got three years left on his contract. We still have Jeremy McNichols, the free agent rookie that we got from Tampa Bay. And then we have Joe Williams as well. So that gives us four running backs under the age of 26 that are on our roster that we could just stash and develop and continue with this youth movement. I know a lot of people have talked about Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, uh, the running back out of Penn State who is phenomenal. But it's just not how the Shanahan's operate. I, and I do not think that is a wise move with what we have. I just don't think that's a very smart smart move. Now, uh, the major contract that I want to be gone is Zane effing Beatles. He is making $4 million. And if we cut him before June, June 1st next year, we save $3.5 million. So I don't think Zane Beatles is going to be sticking around. He's got to go. Uh, we don't see him play too much. And thank God, because he is just terrible. Now, best contract slash extension possibilities. I already talked 
a little bit about Carlos Hyde, who's going to be a free agent. And I hope that we can get something worked out worked out soon before he hits uh, the front the, the free market. So let, number one is Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, so this is a very complex issue, and we have three separate options. And I'll flesh out the amount of money that we are willing to pay for this. Okay, so right off the bat, the most likely scenario is to franchise him. So let's say we franchise. Let's say we franchise Jimmy. That's going to cost us about $22 million. Now, I understand that's a lot of money. So let's play this out and let's kind of look and see what happens. Let's say, hypothetically, we choose to just sit Jimmy Garoppolo and roll with C.J. Bethard for throughout the rest of the year. You know, Kyle Shanahan came out with a quote today basically saying, yeah, I, I, we're not sure he's going to be ready at any point this year, which that's that's rough. However... You, you got to see what you get. And if CJ keeps playing the way that he's playing now, I have no problem staying with him whatsoever. But let's say we franchise tag him, okay? Let's fran- franchise Jimmy. And I say that's about a 75% chance because you don't want to lock into a four- to five-year deal with a quarterback if you don't know how great he's going to be. Now, I, I hear some of you guys saying, well, if you don't know how great he is, why would you give up an early second-round pick to get him on your team? I understand that, but if you look at... What's happened with all of the New England quarterbacks to leave, you don't see a lot of a lot of good things happening. So you franchise them for one year, $22 million, and then you got two young quarterbacks and you just let them battle it out and see who's going to take control over that. Now, you could tag and trade him, but I wouldn't count on it. Uh, the reports are Cleveland offered a second and a third round draft pick. So let's say we franchise him and then say, hey, Cleveland, we'll take that second and third from you. We get a basically a free third round pick out of the deal. I don't think we'll do it, but I wouldn't be mad if we did. I really believe that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the future of this franchise. Um, and it's going to be very telling what we do in terms of contract for him because if we see this franchise tag put on what this means is we are kicking the can to delay this one more year trial the second is an extension so if he gets franchised he's going to be making about 22 million however if we sign him to a long-term deal you're talking 18 to 20 million dollars a year and i got this at about a 20 percent chance of happening now because he hasn't played if he comes out and plays and wins a couple games and looks good um then i think we do try to work that extension and and i hear again 18 to 20 million is a lot of money but if you go down to 18 million you have Sam Bradford is making 18 million. He is the 13th highest paid quarterback. And the way that this works in the NFL is usually the newest contract is one of the riches. Remember last year, the guy for Tampa Bay made $15 million. Glennon got paid $15 million a year and he is terrible. So it doesn't matter what quarterback you get, you are going to pay. So you're talking 18 to 20 million. Ryan Tannehill's at 20 million. He's the sixth highest paid quarterback. Um, you go all the way up. Joe Flacco's still number one with 24.5 as far as cap hit this year. So this just kind of shows you where we're going. You're going to have to do this. And then the third option is, and I don't think this is going to happen. I have it at a 5% chance, but it probably should be less than that, is just to let him go into free agency. Now, here's why the 49ers would do this. I don't think that they will. You let him just walk and test the market because you don't want to overpay. Um, He signs with another team for about $20 million a year, and we would get a comp pick. We'd get a third-round comp pick, 
which would mean we gave up a second to get a late third. And I don't think that's going to happen, um, but it's a small possibility. So that's Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Sorry, Jimmy G. That's that's not a thing. Um, Jimmy, that's Jimmy's contract. I really do think that we're going to franchise him and just try to delay this period that we are uh, trying to see if he's going to be available. Now, the most important contract extension that needs to get done is Trenton Brown, our right tackle, and I'm going to explain why. 2018 is the last year of his rookie deal. Now, as of right now, he is rated as the number 14th overall tackle for Pro Football Focus. Not just right tackle. We're talking top 14 tackle. He's played left tackle last week or two weeks ago, and now he's moved back to the right side. This guy's phenomenal. He has been positive grade every single week. He is our future left tackle and an absolute franchise player. I think he's probably the second most important person in our entire franchise right now. And here's the deal. He's set to make $700,000. That's because he was drafted the seventh round. Again, I talked to you about that slotting. In fact, they they went back and the NFL does this kind of like poor man's lottery. Whereas if you outplay your contract, they give you a little bit extra money. He was the second. He received the second most from the NFL. It was like right at a million dollars. But we could extend him now which would mean 2018 cap hit would jump up huge, which we have room for, and we could front load this deal. Now, if we do an extension now, you are talking about a guy that would be making probably 7 to $9 million a year, which would put him about the number three or four right tackle in the league, if not higher. I, I would not mind paying 10 to $12 million a year for this kid. But, and here's why I want to do this now, because he's slotted at a right tackle, and so you're paying him right tackle money. There is a huge difference between right tackle and left tackle money. Just moving over to the left tackle usually makes you $3 million more. Joe Staley's coming back next year, which means we have one year to lock this kid into right tackle money before we move him to left tackle. So I this extension will get done. I'm pretty, I'm almost positive it's going to get done. Um, I'd put it at about an 80%. It will be done either this year offseason or next year but we gotta go and get this guy because if we wait and he keeps playing like he's playing we're gonna be paying this guy 12 to 14 million dollars a year all right now let's move over so those are the two or three big guys that i want to extend franchise jimmy extend trent brown and definitely extend carlos hyde so let's get into free agents and who we should keep and who we should let walk right off the bat eric reed I got him at about a 60% chance to be re-signed. Um, he's coming off of his fifth-year option, and the front office loves his versatility. He was a little pissed off whenever he moved to linebacker, but um, he kind of warmed up to it because he was so successful and doing great. Now, once Jimmy Ward got hurt, we had to move him back to safety, but that's what it is. The guy could play anywhere. He could play free safety, not well. He could play strong safety well, and linebacker might be his best position. And I think that he gives us a lot of versatility for situations like this where we have people get hurt. We can move them around. So I think that his cost is going to be about five to seven million projected, um, and that's relatively cheap. That's going to put him around the fifteenth um, to twentieth uh, strong safety in the league. So I say go get that guy. We have the money. He's young. He's had one Pro Bowl season. Uh, let's see what he can do there. Now our center. Daniel Kilgore, I got him at a 50-50 chance at staying with the 49ers. He's improved a lot, but still a major weakness in our offensive line. Uh, he is graded as the number 31 center for pro football focus, but I think his role is an ideal backup along the entire interior. If we 
let's say we get Josh Garnett back at right tackle. Lakin Tomlinson's been okay. Uh, draft a center. The ideal situation would be he, we could get an entire free roster spot by having him as our backup because he backs up both guards and our center, and it just basically everything's going to be okay. If we get a guy hurt, we're going to be just fine, and that's going to allow us to move to another swing tackle, another running back, another defensive back, something like that. So there's a lot of value there, and his cost is not going to be much. It's going to be three to five million per year, um, which again is the exact same amount of money we would make if we cut Zane Beatles. So we upgrade that center position, we kick Kilgore into the prime backup spot for the interior, and I think it strengthens our offensive line. Now Dante Johnson, our number one corner, again I have him at about a fifty percent chance of being resigned. Man, he's been our number one corner all year and has played pretty well in coverage. Having said that. He is not a number one cornerback. He is a number two at best and probably serves best as a number three kind of backup guy coming in dime packages. But we, I don't know. <laughs> you look at his rating and it's pretty crappy. He's, he's rated as the number 101 corner in the NFL by PFF, which I think he's definitely played better than that without safety coverage and all that stuff over the top. He's going to cost about three to six million per year. Um, we'll see what happens. Now these next two the 49ers fans know him all too well. Aaron Lynch. I got him at about a quarter chance of staying with the 49ers. He needs to move on and try something new. Um, 25% chance we re-sign him. Obviously, he's shown flashes, but has been inconsistent on and off the field. Weight issues, definitely discipline issues, so on and so forth. But he's going to be about 3 to $5 million, possibly more just because of the one good season he had. But I think he walks. Tank Carradine, he's coming off of IR right now. So he's going to be ready next week versus the Seahawks. We're going to have to see how he plays. He's coming in and playing for a contract. I'd say about a 20% chance he gets re-signed. Um, he's playing for a contract. If he comes in right now and re-signs, you're talking pretty close to league minimum. Uh, maybe one to two million just because of the position defensive end is huge and a very valuable position in the NFL. But again, I think he's another guy that needs to move on. I would much rather have a veteran in there that has experience and has stayed healthy. So what about other teams? Now what I want to do is jump into the top free agents that are going to be available. Now obviously, not all these guys are going to hit free agency. A lot of them will be signed. Some of them are pipe dreams, but let's get into this. Um, and if we look at last year, 2017, our front office was crazy involved. We signed more free agents last year than Trent Baalke did in five years. So just understand, uh, I think this trend will continue because our roster is so devoid of talent. Um, we have a lot of rookies playing. Uh, we lead the entire NFL in rookie snaps by far. Um, but still, if we get some veteran winning presence on this team, very similar to see what, what we've had with Elvis Dumerville and Pierre Garçon, we had a couple more key pieces. We're going to be all right. So right off the bat, quarterback position, I think we are good there if we keep Jimmy. And we keep CJ. Obviously, he can't go anywhere. But the top three contracts are Drew Brees, who's going to be making about twenty-two to twenty-five million. His isn't super high because he's so old, but he's got about a five percent chance of hitting free agency. I really do think the Saints are going to keep him, even though there's been some buzz that they might be ready to move on. Um, I think a franchise tag is worst-case scenario for Drew. Number two is Kirk Cousins, who we've talked about all year. He wants to come to San Fran. I doubt it. The only way that I could see this really happening is if we trade Jimmy G, 
to uh, the Browns, and then we just pay top dollar for Kirk Cousins. And you're talking 24 to $26 million a year. Um, and the third one is Teddy Bridgewater. He's coming off the injury. He's active. I, not somebody I really want in San Francisco, but the option is there. If for some reason we do get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, um, I, I prefer to go towards the draft. But hey, I, I just thought I'd bring up the name there. Now, running back is interesting. Right off the top, you got Le'Veon Bell, the number one running back in the entire NFL. He's wanting to make $15 million a year, which means he will be franchised. Now, there's about a 90% chance that he will be franchised again for Pittsburgh. And if he does, he'll be making $14.54 million, which is crazy. Um, now, a couple other options that are interesting. Isaiah Crowell, he's very young. He's going to be about 5 to $7 million. And then Jeremy Hill, uh, $3 to $5 million, I think is what he's going to get. He's 100% hit free agency. They have completely moved on. He's not even on their active lineup. So he will be moving on. Now, I don't expect us to sign or pursue any of those. The only way that we would is if we let Hyde go. Um, then I could see us going after somebody like a Crowell or a Hill as kind of because you don't want all super young rookies. You got to have some kind of veteran presence. Now, wide receiver, and this one is the most likely to happen. So here we go. Number one, Jarvis Landry. I really do think this guy is going to hit the open market. I got him at a 75% chance at becoming a free agent, and here's why. Miami has already extended Kenny Stills for $8 million a year. Plus, they have Parker. Plus, they pay Julius Thomas. Like, there are just, there's a lot of money wrapped up into that position that I do not think that they can af- afford to extend Jarvis Landry. And then if you also look at it this, they only have $7.6 million available for cap space in 2018. And the amount of money that Jarvis Landry is going to command is going to be that eleven to $15 million a year. And he could get it. You're talking about a guy that has the most receptions ever in the history of a four-year NFL career. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. So I think this guy is going to be available. I would absolutely love to have Jarvis Landry on our team. What this would mean is he's a slot player. That's just who he is. If you sign this guy, you're putting him in the place of Trent Taylor, and you're just fine letting Trent Taylor come in on five wide receiver sets and doing special team stuff, and I'm not sure we are. So that's interesting there. Alshon Jeffrey. He's slated to make 9 to $12 million contract, and he might hit the open market because the Eagles cannot franchise him. The franchise tag for the receiver position is going to be around $16 million um, next year. they got to wait for a couple contracts to be solidified to finish that. But the reason why is this. The Eagles are negative $3 million in the cap next year. They're going to have to rework contracts like crazy to keep what they have. They signed Torrey Smith and Alshon Jeffrey to one-year contracts, and there's no way they can keep everybody. So I'm very curious to see how this is going to play out. I would love Alshon Jeffrey in our offense. Absolutely love it. I know he's got health issues, but you cannot deny the talent. He is a number one wide receiver in the NFL. Number three, this the wide receiver free agent class is great. Number three is Allen Robinson. Again, 0% chance they franchise him for $16 million. He's not worth that much. So he is either going to get a huge contract. You're talking 8 to $12 million, Or... 
He's going to walk. Now, they only have 61,000, <laughs> so they're in the positive, but they're going to have to cut some major people if they want to make room for Allen Robinson. He has been amazing there. Coming off the injury kind of knocks his value down. You can look at kind of what happened with Alshon Jeffrey last year. So you could get him on a prove-it contract. But I think, again, these are three guys that are just, they would be wonderful in the in the gold uniforms, man. Oh, my gosh. I would just love it. So here we go. I'm just going to run through a couple of other names and just money-wise. Uh, Terrell Pryor, 6 to $8 million. Cleveland already tried to trade back for him, so I could see him going there. Sammy Watkins, 6 to $8 million. Jordan Matthews, 5 to 7 Devontae Adams, 7 and $9 million. Super young. Um, I doubt that they're going to let him leave Green Bay. And Dante Moncrief, 4 to $6 million. So there's some guys there. I think we're getting one of these guys. Um, out of these eight guys, I really do believe we have an option of getting one or two of them. Tight end, I don't think we're going to sign him, but Jimmy Graham is a free agent for eight to ten million. Um, Seattle is broke. Uh, to franchise him would be nine million. So curious to see what's going to happen there. Tackles, Nate Soldiers, the big name there. That's a ten to twelve million dollar guy. I don't think there's any way New England lets him go. He's he's going to be franchised. Worst case. Now guards, which we have a huge need for. Justin Pugh, he might walk. They might not ex- choose to extend him. Jack Muhort, uh, five to eight million. Jari Evans, these are all key players that would step in and start day one. Center position, which I've talked about. There's two key ones: Ryan Jensen for Buffalo and Weston Richburg. Both those guys are that six to ten million dollar range. Young guys, all under twenty seven, step in, start day one. You got a guy for four to five years. I would love for us to. I, I really want center. And I really want wide receiver addressed in free agency. Those are huge for the offense. Now, defense I'm going to go to relatively quick. Uh, There's not as many big names. People don't let defensive guys walk. So, defensive end, Alex Okafor. Um, you're talking about a guy that's already got five sacks this year. He's going for about 3 to $5 million. And the reason why is because he's been up and down and with injuries. Uh, and Adrian Claiborne, he signed a one-year kind of prove-it deal. And, man, he made some money last week. He had six sacks versus Dallas. And I think he'll get that 4 to $8 million range. We'll see what he does the rest of the year. But I could see us pursuing definitely just a pure sack guy. Somebody just like Elvis Dumerville. Now, defensive tackle, not a big need. But there's Don Terry Bowe and Benny Logan, two big-name guys. Don Terry Poe's going to be around that $10 million range. Benny Logan, about that $9 million range. Linebacker, which I don't think we'll spend on because Marcus Smith will be back and healthy. I think we'll address something in the draft. Uh, we got to get Brock Coyle out of there. But Zach Brown and Demario Davis, that 4 to $8 million range, both of them. Uh, cornerbacks. There are some big names on corner, and that is a huge need. The cornerback position is turning into one of the highest paid. Uh, at the top of the list is Tremaine Johnson and Malcolm Butler. I think both of those guys are very, very similar contract-wise. You're talking 14 to $16 million per year. Um, and I don't think I, – I don't know if St. Louis oh, – sorry, St. Louis. The Rams can retain Tremaine Johnson again. If you remember, they had to let Janoris Jenkins go and pick one of those guys, and they stuck with Tremaine. But, man, they just signed him. They franchised him. And you're going to have to sign him for $16 million. I don't think they can. Malcolm Butler, I think that guy's gone. So you're going to be able to get one of these top-notch 
corners. And let's just say they do sign Tremaine Johnson, the Rams. That means LaMarcus Joyner ain't coming back because there's no way they're going to be able to pay both these guys. And he's he's kind of a slot guy, uh, seven and nine million. He's a knucklehead and a moron, but he is a hell of a football player. So I, one of those guys is going to leave for the Rams. There's no doubt. They can't keep both. And then safety position, I got Trey Boston. Uh, he's got three interceptions this year, and he's going to be that seven to nine million dollar range. I think he's somebody that we could put at free safety. He's not an ideal free. Um, he's more of a cover two safety, but um, it's an option that is there. So <laughs> I know that was super intense, and I apologize for so many freaking numbers. If you heard any of that or not, but I wanted to make sure I got something out there for you, the faithful, just because, just because everybody else is playing, I got to keep up with my Niners and I know you guys do too, but we got a great game next week. We got, uh, Seattle at home and it's the one Oh five game Pacific time. And they are coming off a slew of injuries. Uh, the Legion of boom is no more. And I don't think it will ever be where those three play together again our old thomas cam chancellor and richard sherman and we're going to be playing both of them or sorry we only going to have earl thomas because cam chancellor is basically done for the year and so is richard sherman so it's not the terrible secondary we're used to they're still way above average defense but i think man i would not have said this earlier in the year but i really do believe with the way that things are trending not only is this going to be a close game but I think that we have a great chance of winning this game. So stay strong, faithful. Hit me up on Twitter if you have any questions. And I will talk to you guys next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.